Welcome to Unlimited Boundaries with Officer B. Today I'm going to be talking to Chantel Simone and she's going to be interviewing me. This ought to be interesting. Welcome to another episode of Wake Up and Live. I am your host, Chantel Simone. And today we are live from the beautiful seaside of the wonderful Pacific Ocean. I thought, why not? (laughs) And on top of that, we have an extra surprise for you. We have a very, very special guest. Today's topic is called Follow Your Dreams. And there is, at this point in time in my life, With all the phone calls that I've been on and connecting with people, this gentleman that I'm about to introduce is one of the greatest examples of people following their dreams. And you're going to find out why. He has just, the moment we met, I just knew there was something about him. He knew there was something about me. And we said, you know what? We're in this together forever. (laughs) Whatever (laughs) it is, we'll define it later. (laughs) But let's go. So, you know, it's, it's very special when you have that type of connection and response when you meet someone. So it is my honor and my pleasure to introduce Mr. Lester Bailey to the call today. Lester, welcome to Wake Up and Live. Well, thank you. And welcome to, also to you to Unlimited Boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, you see why we work well together. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. <laughs> well, Lester, it, honestly, it's such a pleasure to have you on this uh, podcast today. And I know you have so many amazing stories. Your experience has gone from not only being uh, in the police force for 30 years and just what you experienced, even within those 30 years, and even up until now after the police force and how you just decide to make things happen in your life. So I know you have stories, um, abundant stories to be able to share with us. But first of all, I want you to at least introduce yourself and give us a little bit of taste of who Lester Bailey is. Well, thank you, Miss Simone. <laughs> I should say Chantel Simone. You know I love the name. I just far, far <laughs> in love with Chantel Simone. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> to tell you a little bit about myself, I've worked in a lot of different industries. I've been in the banking industry. I've also left that job following my passion. And I always say, live your passion on purpose or live your purpose on pa- of passion. Make sure that you gain both of them. So I decided that I wanted to be a police officer and decided that, you know, to change my life. It was in an area in which I had never seen before, never dealt with before, never had anything to do with the police. I knew that I needed to live a life of service and I was moving outside of the banking to live a life of service. So I decided to get on the police department. The first time I got onto the police department, my first couple of months was the most scary event that I've ever had in my lifetime. There were many a times, and I tell you, many a times I decided to quit. Even from my very first day on the job, when I had to go and chase my very first criminal who was out there shooting, and I was looking at this guy, and I see, I see him standing on the corner, and my partner telling me, hey, you get out the car and go catch him. Not, not both of us, <laughs> me to go out there and go and catch him. So I go I out there and, your partner. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I love my partner at that time. So uh-huh. I, I jump out the car, I see this man and he's pointing a gun at me, but, and all of a sudden he begins running and I run after him. And all of a sudden, because I'm the old track star from high school, I catch him. <laughs> oh my goodness. Nice. I almost mm-hmm. passed him. In, 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 in not passing him and being able to catch him, that was my first 
prisoner that, you know, I wanted to be able to take to jail. And it just popped my passions for making sure that I can help someone and overcome some of my major fears. So mm-hmm. being on the police department for so many years, I had to come across so many different fears, but I was always driven. I was always driven to wake up and live that life full of passion. So I get a chance to work with a couple of United States pres- presidents and a couple of United mm-hmm. States senators. And that, that just sparked me. That told me that I can do something special. And I've worked with wow. a lot of different people, but I've always wanted to see what it was like to live my life on purpose. So now my passion and my purpose comes together with personal development and personal growth with mindset. And I want to see now what's my new challenge after I retire? Well, you know, again, because I love people and I love serving people, this is where I am now. Awesome, awesome stuff. So you just went right in there. So just hearing about how you entered into the police force and, you know, that could be quite a a scary experience and just hearing how you embraced it so much so that it led you right to the White House. Yes. You know, (laughs) which is uh, which is an incredible experience. And one of the reasons why I was so excited to have you on this call, because, you know, when people think passion and living your dreams, to be honest, the first thing that comes to mind is not going to be necessarily a police officer. <laughs> no. You know, so <laughs> so I found it quite unique and I love unique things. Just how how did you transition from going to a police officer to coming into who you are even now as a person as you speak on personal development, mindset and passion? How was that tradition, that transition for you? Well, it's actually never a transition. The majority of the things that you do on the police department is finding different ways for people not to live out there a life of crime. A lot of times you see people, they're impoverished, but they've always needed some type of help, somebody to point them in the right direction, someone to give them some type of purpose so that way they know to live, not just to be in life. They're just saying, I'm just existing. When I retired, my first couple of months was decided upon doing nothing or doing more of nothing. And for a busy person, (laughs) that won't work. I I mean, I was I was missing something. I was missing being able to be a connection. I was missing being able to get out there and talk with people. So I started like most people. Let me do a Facebook live that I have so much feared. And I said, I'm used to overcoming my fears. I have to see what this is like. So oh, you just jumped in, huh? I just jumped in. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I had two feet and needed to start swimming. One way or another, I was going to mm-hmm. learn it. So I talked with my mentor and coach, and Mr. Gordon so happens to be my mentor and coach and friend. He said, how about writing? Why don't you try your hand at writing? Well, I've always wanted to write a book. I've always wanted to write a book. And I started writing stories about police stories, but... If you know about all the stories that you do, they're all short clips, even though you do them every day and you meet different people, but they're all short clips. And I couldn't decide which story was going to be the best. And then you have to ask yourself not only what stories can be the best, but how about this one? What story will people believe even though you don't believe it and you went through it? I had <laughs> I had to try to figure that out. I had to turn around and get that together. So with the help of my mentor, I decided I wanted to 
write a book. And I got into the book 365 Empowering Stories. And I, yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely, I know we're co-authors in yes. the same book and we just found that out today. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. And, another alignment. See, one thing about I love about life is that if you pay attention close enough, I always say life tells on itself. Oh, yeah. You know, it'll tell you the places that you need to go and the people that you need to connect with. And the fact that we have so much in our in our histories, yet they're so almost polar opposite, but so aligned at the same time. It just really show, goes to show that there is such a great connection here. And and that's why I have you on the podcast, because I also want you to share with the viewers or the listeners of the podcast a little bit about what you experience because you said something very powerful when you talk when you when I hear of a traditional police officers now I come from a community where police officers have always you know they had this certain stigma let's just say and it wasn't always embracing Mm -hmm. (laughs) because of certain things that were going on so when I think of police officers after I kind of grunt a little bit (laughs) then, (laughs) then I turn into you know I hear people say oh well we're about protecting and serving and and really it's really about circled in around crime now, your perspective, how you just shared, was that you, you because when I asked you what the transition was, you said there was no transition. You did, you helped people live on purpose throughout your policing. Mm-hmm. And that's such a different perspective. So I really want to get inside your brain a little bit more and share to the viewers that perspective right there. Well, a lot of times you will see, and I worked in a lot of high schools, you get an opportunity to talk with children. And I'm not say children, I should say teenagers. Teenagers mm-hmm. are normally the most bored people in life. Nothing seems to get to them. And they're always looking for what can I get into now that's going to serve my purpose for this moment. I'm not going to think any further. I sat one day and this one kid who was used to robbing houses, but he still wants an education. Now you ask him, now you're putting all this effort into learning how to be a criminal, but what are you going to learn, you know, later on in life? What is your purpose? How are you going to get up the next day after you get out of school? What's going to do it? So he was so used to everyone around him that he had never met anyone that had, I have to have a life that has some type of choice to it. What are some of my choices in my life? So as I'm telling him that he is, when he's looking at his life, I said, if you walk into someone's house and imagine years from now, you're older and you're going to be that same kid that some kid is going to walk into his house. What do you do? How is your mindset when you see that same person as you are? Because it's going to be you, even though he may look different. He may be taller, shorter, lighter, darker, but his mind is going to be, I'm coming in here just for, you know, giggles. Now, if you if you don't change your life and that person meets you, what will you do to him? Will you try to take his life? Will you try to help the kid out? How will you steer him in your lifetime? And the kid started scratching his head. He said, well, I'm, a, I'm only going to live until I was 25. So I asked the kid, you going to live to 25? I said, wow. So what happens if you get to 26? I said, what happens if you get to be an old man at 30? And he's like... I didn't think that far. I said, yeah, you have to now start looking at your life a little different because you don't want to spend the majority of your life behind bars. And he started to wonder. He said, but what can I do? I said, you're getting an education now. 
If you take that education and you move beyond the point on which you're standing at, if you notice, all you have to do is move your feet and you'll go in the right direction. I said, even sometimes when you're going in the wrong direction, you have a choice to turn back and go in the correct direction. Or do you follow the direction in which you've been in? You already don't like it. So why don't you make a change? And the kid looked at me talking about make a change. I said, yeah. I said, you think about it. I said, I started out in life as a paper boy. That was my first job. I thought that that was the end all, all jobs. And what happened? I left that job and I went further. I sold shoes. I worked in a bank. I became the police officer, but none of that is me. I said, I can do this job as a police officer. I love being the police. But when you look down at me, these are the things that make me happy. I love being able to go out and swim in the lake. I love being able to roller skate. I love playing music and dancing. That Those are the things that is the part of me, not my job. I'm still the person in spite of what I'm doing in life. So that's how oh I brought it there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you, know, you know, all I can keep thinking is, you know, they, the police officers, they, they're there to help protect people physically. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and I would say that you went a step further and you helped them protect them mentally. Yes. <laughs> you know, and so I think that's a, such a powerful perspective to have as a police officer because you're like an officer, so you're already in an authority figure. Now you're like a guidance and a counselor to be able to let these boys who don't believe that they would live another two, three, five, ten years to give them hope and to let them consider a future because everything with our mind, and you know we're both in the world of mindset, me, myself being a, a master coach and in NLP and studying the mind, everything has to start upstairs first yes. in our brains. So what you essentially did was doing is planting these seeds. And I know you've done it multiple times throughout your 30 year history in the police force to be able to allow people to think different. Yes. And honestly, I honor that. It's one of my core values. You'll hear that a lot in my trainings. It's all about thinking different because when you think different, you see different, you believe different, you act different, you are different. Amen. So I love it, love it, love it. So here's the thing. Now, I want to go to the, the topic of today, mm-hmm. which is really about following your dreams. Now, we've heard this saying before. A lot of people say, oh, you should follow your dreams. You can do it. And, and a lot of great motivational folks out there, some of us we, 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 we have shared rooms with and, and shared pictures with. Uh, yes. We've been most recently with Mr. Les Brown. And there's so many great speakers that have come so long to encourage us to live our dreams. And now I feel like there's a new generation of people like us carrying the torch, not only motivating, but inspiring and showing you how. Mm-hmm. So, and everybody has a story. This is one thing I had to, I had to live with myself, but I never realized how powerful stories can be. So Lester, can you share your story of how you decided to follow your dream? Well, here it is. I've always, you know, I told you I want to be a writer, but I've always wanted to speak on stage. There were so many great motivational speakers out there, like Jim Rohn, like, uh, let me see who else, Tony Robinson, Earl Nightingale. And they always talked about follow your dreams no matter where they would go. And I said, I sat in that audience one day, I looked at them and I said, I want to be that person out on stage. I want to make sure that I can do that. So I need to find out a way, especially after I retired, how was I going to do that? So I 
I decided to meet with Dr. James Dentley. He was a friend I was networking with. And as he was telling me, he says, I'm a speaker. So you know my automatic interest. You've been a speaker. I want to be one. How do I become that? Well, I didn't know that he had been out there in the speaking world for almost 20 years. And he had a program that he started me out with called Inspire to Speak. So as I was learning that program, Inspire to Speak, I turned around and talked to James and I said, I'm going to show up. I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a speaker. I'm going to be a part of one of your classes. So if you don't mind, then I'll show up. So I got to that class. I'm wanting to be a speaker. I know that my voice can go out there because I've talked to hundreds and thousands of people in my lifetime. So James says, okay, you want to be a speaker? Here's your first thing. Write me out what you want to talk about. Give me some bullet points. I looked at James and I looked like a deer with headlights. How do I write this speech? How do I get it down? What is the footwork? So I'm, I'm wanting to live my life on, on purpose, but I didn't know what that purpose would look like, what it would entail. So go now ahead. That's very important. I just wanted to say that's very important because I know a lot of listeners are, have resonated with that. I've resonated with that moment. And I know a lot of us have just when Pete, when you get put on the spot and you get your chance, you're like, oh, what do I, how does that actually happen? But I know you and your tenacity and, and I know you attacked it. So I'm interested to hear what's next. Go ahead. Oh, yes. So he put me out there and he let me write that speech. And I got to speak mm-hmm. in front of a room of about, I think the first time that he did this, and I did it more than once. It was about a room full of about 14 people. And I was like, oh, my goodness gracious, this is crowded. Now, in learning and listening to the lessons from Les Brown and others, when you're speaking, even if it's to one, you're speaking to a, a thousand people. That's right. But you have to get that feeling. Well, we all know we get nervousness. So we're, we're looking at our dream, our passion, our goal and we're looking at all the roadblocks and the stumbling blocks, and we keep trying to tell ourselves we can do this. Well, learning from all of these people, they said, if you want to do something, you have to do it with persistence, not just on passion, but you have to continue learning to being that person. So I knew that I didn't have enough. So I went back to another one of his classes. And this time, this class was filled up about 60 people. Most of them happened to be Canadians. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) I get my chance to speak now. I didn't understand even when, again, how much that you have to practice it. So I'm still going more. And he put me in front of a group of people that I didn't know. So it gave me a different experience of what it would actually take when you don't know someone. But I didn't stop there. I still wanted to live this life of speaking on purpose. So now I'm, I'm getting an opportunity to go with uh, Mr. Gordon So because he was a part of this program. And he says that, I want you to meet a friend of mine, Miss Suzanne Hart. I'm like, yes, I'm going to speak. I go to Muskoka, Canada, and I'm in the class. Well, she loved the way that I spoke. So then she turned around, she broke me down to make me understand how it's important to be able to tell your story how do you break down your story? What part of you are actually telling someone, hey, I got to hear what you have to say? 
So she worked on me. She worked on me. She broke me down. And understand, it's very difficult to break down a police officer. We know. <laughs> I love Suzanne. She's talented. She, she, when it comes to revealing people's stories, she's amazing oh, at it. Yes. She, she threw me out there like and I was the fish and I was trying to duck away. And she finally caught me and she <laughs> reeled me in correctly. So now mm-hmm. being able to tell my story, I understood that. This is how you live your life on purpose. You know what you want. You have to learn how to do it. And I was driven to be able to become that speaker, to become that trainer, because I'm going to these classes and I'll continue to go to classes no matter how well I speak because of the other ones like Mark Victor Hansen, Jack Canfield, um, ooh, Brian Tracy. They constantly Mm -hmm. practice on what they do on a regular basis so that way they know they can live their life on purpose and they can follow their dreams no matter where they go. So it sounds like tenacity, you know, persistence, um, and just seeking opportunities, opening your mouth and saying yes, and and approaching the opportunities that come to you with an amazing attitude. Yes, that's what it sounds like that has really gotten you to start to live on purpose and say, listen, I am a speaker. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. So then now then just before we wrap up, I just want to ask you one final thing. If you were, if you came across and you met a youth or someone in their twenties or thirties that has thought about living their purpose and you know they just really never took the time to really figure it out and they really want to know well is there hope can I do it I don't know all these other people are successful at all these things I don't have those talents how am I supposed to live on but what does that even mean what are some of the things that you have learned you've discovered you have seen you have experienced that you would impart onto them First of all, you are unique in everything that you do. Everyone doesn't have your skill set, your experience, your mindset. People want to believe that they have to live up to someone else in the way that they are living their life. You don't have to live anyone else's life because yours is just as important as someone else. The only difference between you and someone else is they took advantage of the opportunities that they have out there. What opportunities have you let bystepped you? Have you let go away? Because opportunities never die. All an opportunity ever does is go to someone else if you don't want it. That opportunity is just like energy. Energy goes out. It is put out there. And the type of energy that you have, that you want, that you can believe in, you have to feel that so deeply that understand that even though that there are sometimes stumbling blocks that come up in your way, don't look at it as a stumbling block. Look at it as a stepping stone. Level up in your life. You can go much further by not denying yourself. As a quote, as a friend of mine says, you don't have the luxury of a negative thought. And if you don't have the luxury of a negative thought, that means you can't think negatively of yourself. You are the first person that can improve you. We can give you the tools. We can give you the direction. We can give you the understanding. But the one thing we can never do is make you see the greatness within inside of you. So I'll close this out by reading you one of my favorite poems. It says, if you want to think bad enough to go out and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time, your peace and your sleep for it, 
and life seems useless and worthless without it. If you gladly sweat for it, if you simply go after a thing that you want with all your capacity, strength and tenacity, faith, hope and confidence, and you stern and pernacity, if neither cold, poverty, nor gout, sickness, nor pain or body of brain can keep you away from the thing that you've always wanted. If you're dogged and grimmed and you beseech it and you beset it with the help of God, you will get it. Amen, brother. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Such words of wisdom. I'm so happy and honored to have you on this podcast. I just, we don't find people with that mentality or when you do, I'm going to rephrase that. When you do find people with that mentality, because we're out there, you want to hold on to them. You want to connect with them. You want to share them and promote them. Lester, you have been such a blessing, even in the period that we've had a time together. And I truly, truly look forward to starting a a series because you have much more to share. And I definitely (laughs) know our viewers want to hear a little bit more of your perspective. So I'm looking forward to doing more podcasts with you and speaking on stages with you. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I look forward to that because you are in itself. You're talking about we have such a major alignment. And let me tell you all, if you really want something, you'll be surprised at who God puts into your life, who he puts right with your path. So that way you can walk your way. It doesn't, you may not always do step by step, but understand as you're moving at those steps together. Oh my goodness. The light that shines in you as you, as you feel your greatness, you know, who's supposed to be there. So, and, and you know, with Chanel, Chantel Simone, I don't want to say her name. You all understand. I want to rename her. Why? I have no reason. I just want to say queen. But as Chantel Simone stands here and she's giving you a lot of directions and we're going to really start changing your minds, changing your walk, you know, having you to level up. Understand this level, 2019, we're into the the last part of the first quarter of this year. What have you been doing for your life to make changes? And if you started out on January 1st and you told yourself the lies of the things that you wanted to do and you stopped them by January 17th and you, you haven't picked them back up again, it's never too late. Start over again. Be persistent. Be active. Set not just dreams, set your goals. The difference between a dream and a goal is a deadline. Give yourself a new deadline. Try it again. If you fall down, get up. Les Brown says it best. If you fall down, try to fall down on your back. Because if you fall on your back, you can look up. If you can look up, you can get up. (laughs) That's right. That is right. Well, words of wisdom again from Mr. Lester Bailey. If you want to, I'm going to post a link if you want to get in contact with him to find out more information. Please feel free to do so as well. As you guys know, we are all here aligning, touching and agreeing about living on purpose, following your dream. And for those of you who don't know what your purpose are and is totally confused, well, I have a program that I've designed specifically for you on that. So please, I'll post the link as well. If that resonates with you and you are interested to find out more, you can go to the website and click Wake Up and Live or Be You and start the process to really discovering who you are and stay connected with Mr. Lester Bailey, myself, and folks alike because we will help you help us help you be a better you. 
Thank you guys for listening. It was such a great time. Lester, it was such an honor to have you, and I look forward to having you again on really soon. Thank you. We'll talk with you again really, really soon. Okay, sounds great. Have a blessed day, everyone. Remember, we got one life, so let's make it count and navigate on purpose. Take care, and until next time. Bye-bye. So thank you all for listening to Unlimited Boundaries, Officer B, with your host, Lester Bailey. And today my guest was Simone, excuse me, Chantel Simone. I want to change her name, and it is Chantel Simone. So please forgive me, Chantel. So I want you all to enjoy this, and we will do this again really, really soon. I appreciate you. And this was being sponsored by Total Life Changes. Total Life Changes, where we have ISO-T. ISO-T is the detox tea that's guaranteed to help you lose weight and detox your system. And we have other energy health products. And matter of fact, all health products for you naturalists. Come on out. You can actually change your life and change the life of others to help you get better. And you, if you also, if you like to live a life where you have an opportunity to be healthier and live wealthier, all you have to do is go to this link, www.shop.totallifechanges.com slash Lester007. Thank you all for coming out, and I appreciate each and every one of you all's voices. Please leave me a comment and let me know what you're thinking. Talk with you soon. Bye-bye for now.